now, it's Peter Dills, the king of cuisine. It's Peter Dills, a show like no other show, a restaurant and food show, culinary experience, right here on Go Country 105. We're here each and every Sunday morning from 8 o'clock. 8 a.m. till 9 o'clock. I'm really excited about today's show because we actually found a location here at the farmer's market called the Huntington Meats Meats Market. And it's a place that you would go to and get, as Turtle just said, beyond restaurant quality beef. We're going to be talking to the owner, Jim Cascone, in just about 20 minutes. But what the exciting part is, they're actually open for business. So if you're driving around the Fairfax area, La Brea area, stop in right now to the Huntington Meats in uh, the city would be Los Angeles. My eyes are feasting upon all the delicious meats I see. Is that a brontosaurus uh, rib I see? It looks... What? I'm a hawk. It's a An tomahawk. tomahawk you're looking at. Man. Well, the amazing part is, Turtle, that to the right of us, if you're watching on Facebook, to the right of us or to your left, and Jim, straight ahead, is what would be the, it says Huntington Meats, and they got the tomahawks. They got all the dry-aged beef, right? Yeah. And we're just like salivating, looking at all these beef, uh, all these steaks. All these but cuts. to the left of us... The farmer's market is up and running, and there's a there's just tons of beautiful women walking around, and we're not even looking in that direction. The best part is it's open air, so it's more safer than if it was in an air-conditioned uh, spot. So highly encourage you to stop on by, especially coming on by and stopping off uh, at uh, Huntington Meats. It's a, truly a feast for the eyes, and uh, I am... And you're I'm talking about flattering. the steaks. I'm I, talking about the girls. Yes. <laughs> We're both talking about me. Okay. Oh, oh, it's Peter Dills. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday morning. Uh, we're here at, like I just mentioned, the Huntington Meats because it's, we're still under COVID-19 restrictions over at the radio station so that we're happy and lucky to be out at different restaurants all the time. Last week, we were at our good friend El Cholo Cafe. The week before, the Boas Steakhouse. We had some Wagyu there. And when we talk to Jim, he's going to also wow us with his Wagyu steaks as well. It's Peter Dills. It's Go Country. Let's set up the show, Turtle. Are you ready? I'm ready. I've been waiting uh, ever since I got here. About three, uh, about uh, 20 minutes, three, about 20 minutes after the hour, part two of our discussion with Phil Duff. He is a bartender, and he is going to, I'm going to use the word again, amaze us with all he knows about James Bond and martinis. He's out there in New York. He's out there in New York, and he's waiting for our call. And he's going to talk about James Bond and drinking martinis. You've heard of that really famous shaken but not stirred? Right, right. I want to find out, is it better to have your martini shaken or stirred? I, I know the, the answer. And, well, it's uh, something to do with either you, if you shake it, it gets bruised or it could get yes, bruised. Exactly. Or if you stir it, it could get bruised. But I know one thing. It's if delicious. It's, <laughs> if it's vodka, it's got to be bel- a beluga vodka, right? <laughs> of course. All right. Except uh, no substitute. Last week we talked. Last week we gave away a thirty-five dollar gift card to the Urban Plates. It's a small local chain. I think they've got eight or nine places around L.A. and Orange County. And the question we had, which was, okay, uh, Jim, you weren't supposed to get on until uh, twenty minutes after the hour, but we'll include you on this one. This is go real quick. Which one of these is an official accompaniment in England with fish and chips? Well, the answer was. Squishy peas. Oh. We had a lot of people that text or emailed us at 626-765. That, by the way, the phone number is really catching on. I was, because I turned off the um, 
the uh, forwarding. And when the show was over, I'm like, wow, no one called. And then when I looked at the Google, we had 15, 16 calls. So people are catching on. 626-765-7543. Indeed, it wasn't broccoli. It wasn't spinach. A couple people said French fries, and that wasn't even the choice. Well, chips. Right. right, Fish and chips. Isn't chips French fries? Yeah. Yeah. No, coleslaw. I meant I, I meant to say coleslaw. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then the answer was squishy peas. If you go into a real authentic English restaurant, a pub here in L.A., if you want the real deal, it should come with squishy peas. Like Tom Bergen's. Is Tom Bergen's still around? Are yeah, you it's have... over, yeah, it's on Fairfax. Is, are they but still that's open? Irish, my friend. There's a big oh, difference gotcha. between Irish. You know, the there's Northern Irish whiskey. There's... Southern whiskey, I don't. I'm, that's let's save that for the gotcha. for March. Gotcha. If we're still around here in <laughs> Go Country 105, we will be each and every Sunday morning. Uh, another one. I got a, I got a, a trivia question for another thirty five dollar gift card to Urban Plates. We'll do that at about eight thirty. I am going to open the floodgates. It's just been two years, and what we did, we had a rule that if you had won something before, that you weren't eligible to win. We're going to get rid of that rule. Well, it should be you, you have to wait about 30 days to win again, another month. Yeah. I think six. I think, well, it doesn't matter what other people's rules are because this is our show. <laughs> we make our own. We, own, we pretty much <laughs> own the show. So when, you, when I do give away a gift card, it's not Go Country's possession. It is our possession to give away as we see fit. So you physically touch it and it's physically getting sent to them. I physically have the gift card. I physically put it in the envelope and send it out to the winner. Do you ever write like notes or anything to them? Oh, like, absolutely. Like, hey, make sure you tip. Make sure you say <laughs> Go Country. Yeah. Make sure you listen. Make sure you tell a friend. That's cool. We're doing uh, doing better on the YouTube channel. Okay. We're up to 550. We need 450 more subscribers. Now, I'm going to make it so simple for anybody out there to subscribe. How simple? All you have to do is go to YouTube, okay. search, and then you hit user.peterdills. Forget about whatever the link is. User.peterdills will take you right to the subscription page. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we've got all the old shows, some new shows, some quick restaurant reviews. Uh, Danny Serafin from Chicago. Cheech Moran, obviously, from Cheech and Chong. And I know that Cheech, you've mentioned before that Cheech... Stu- cheap, cheap. I call him Cheech. <laughs> He's not. He's not cheap. It's no. Cheech Cheech. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Cheech is not cheap. He's st- you can't be cheap if you stop by Huntington Meats. It's some... Really outstanding beef. Yeah, you're but paying anyway, for that's, the quality. You're paying for the quality, right? Of course. Rather complain. I, well, I saw something the other day. Rather complain about quality than praise price. But I think it would be opposite. If you get something inexpensive, you're certainly going to complain. But if you get something good, you're going to appreciate it more. How's that? Sounds good. All right, um, Jamie from Silmore. I got an email from Jamie from you know Jamie from Silmar. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he does those commercials for State Farm. Oh, really? okay. No, yeah, yeah. I'm kidding. Oh, okay, he wanted a list of an updated list of restaurant closures, which is kind of bad news. I think I'd rather have a list of new restaurants that are opening, but I've got a the will of the people. Right, the will of the people. You they want to know. You do what the people ask. They want to know. So Jamie from Silmar and I put together a list of places that have closed in L.A. County. You know, we still have our love for Orange County, but for right now, we're going to give you a list of those places that have closed. Today is National Milk Chocolate Day, mm. Turtle. You seem like a good milk chocolate I, kind of guy. I to me. love milk chocolate. I like 
chocolate shakes, anything, anything chocolate, I'm I'm in for chocolate ice cream. I'm for, and I got a new segment, brand okay. new segment here on Go Country 105. It's today is your birthday. Maybe by next week we can get a sound bite. Okay. For these are my friends that are on Facebook, that their birthday is today or tomorrow. We should probably get to that and then go to break. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do that. So today is your birthday. I, I can make up my own sound effect right now. Go ahead. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Don Garcia, Mike Ribley, Scott Shepard. Happy birthday to you. Tomorrow, Mike Gallego, Dora Hera from Yucca's Tacos, and Tom Oaks from Pavilions at the Bayside in Newport Beach. All right, coming up next, we're going to have a quick talk with our good friend Phil Duff. He's a bartender mixologist in New York. He's going to be talking about the martini. Mm. And then we're going to get to the meat of the matter. Jim Castone and his right-hand man, John, they're going to give us some hints on cooking beef. I've got some questions there. And also, Turtle, don't forget... I've got. I'm looking down, and there's a whole tray of salt. I wonder. What I want to ask Jim what that whole tray of salt is. It's Peter Dills. It is Go Country. It is Sunday. It's the Peter Dills Food Report. Hey, it's Peter Dills. We're back from the break. Happy Sunday morning. It's about oh, 15, 16 minutes after the hour. Somebody had mentioned that the sound is kind of murky and muffy, but. We're in a meat market. We're in a friggin' yeah. we're in a, an establishment that we've got 18, 19 people working night and day cutting up meats and steaks, and we got fans and blowers, and we got everything's going on here. So if it sounds a little murky, we're on the job. This yeah. is live, as Willie Nelson said on the. I mean, on the road again. On the road again. And and again, people, we are actually physically out there. In we're not in some we're nice not, yes. studio. I mean, we're in a nice place. Yeah, in a very we're nice at Huntington place. Meats here at <laughs> Farmers Market. But you know, yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're, we're actually out in town. We're, we're amongst the cows. Exactly. We're in Coalinga, out of sight of Fredno, Fresno. <laughs> I definitely want to meet these cows. These cows are delicious. <laughs> oh no, he's after me! I'm going to be a Harris Ranch steak. Going to mm. be sent down to. Huntington Meats. Huntington Meats at the Farmer's Market. Oh, no. My life. Like, what, what's, what, <coughs> Wizard of Oz? My life. Uh, when she gets bit, you know, thrown in the water. Oh, yeah. my life. What a world. What a world. What a world. Hey, what a world is this where we get to talk to Phil Duff. He's a bartender mixologist out in New York. And I've challenged him to talk to you guys, my loyal listeners here on Go Country 105. We're coming up on not only National Martini Day, mm, Martinis, James Bond Day. Could you believe there's such a day as James Bond Day? There should be. Phil Duff, are you there, my friend? Hey, what's up? Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been practicing my my lingo. So it's brilliant, mate. We're getting ready to celebrate not only National Vodka Day, National Vodka Martini Day, but James Bond Day. Uh, do you know anything? Oh, oh, what we wanted to do? Do you know anything? What I wanted to ask you, shaken and not stirred, because he didn't want the martini bruised, or was it shaken and st- or stirred? S- set me straight. Exactly. Okay. What is it? I mean, I'm going to go with stirred. Okay. Right. Stirred. But when you've got something a little stronger. When you got something a little stronger, yeah. Shaking is the way to go. Okay. Less ice you cubes know, or a lot it. of less ice cubes or a lot of ice cubes. Right? 
Okay, so we're going to use Beluga vodka, right? We're going to stir exactly. it or we're going to shake it? I'm definitely a stirrer, but when I've got a slightly stronger uh, vodka or I want to dilute it a little, I absolutely shake it. Do you ever really want to dilute vodka? I mean, why would... I mean, I guess if, if it's... I don't want to dilute vodka. There. Okay. <laughs> All right. So go go through the process of making a, a vodka martini using beluga vodka. Well... You've got to start with good stuff. So I love uh, our mutual friend, Beluga Vodka. And for International Vodka Day, I'm going to go all the way and have some of their gold line, the top of the line, rested for 90 days. And we're... Okay, go ahead. I like to have a couple of shots of that, two, maximum three. And then, unlike a lot of people, I like to put a good quality vermouth in there. Just... Like, let's say, half an ounce or so. So I'm getting between a 4 and a 6 to 1 ratio. I feel you should be able to taste it. Okay. And then any other uh, accompaniments like olives stuffed with blue cheese? Well, what, what, what I'll is, put in what, there what, what is, is your a couple preference? of dashes of orange bitters. Okay. And then I just stir it for 30 seconds. I could shake it. And then we talked about this before, you and I. Everyone loves olives. I do, too. But I also like a simple lemon zest. Okay. And what, what does that lemon zest do? I mean, how, where are you getting that from? Are you getting it from the peel or the lemon itself? Definitely just a little bit from the peel. Uh, try to use as little of the, the white pith as possible. And just twist it over the top. Maybe rub it a little on the rim and you're good. And how many? But a nice stuffed olive—that's an amazing garnish too. Huh? Now, are you a traditionalist? Uh, are, do you use a martini glass? So sometimes when I go to friends' homes and they don't have a martini glass, they just have to put it in a highball or a regular glass. Is there any way you have any tips of the trade where, hey, if they don't have a martini glass, what we could use instead? Yeah, that's a great question. I like to have a slightly larger martini glass that has room for the olives. And the trick is, if you're making the martini and it's going to have olives, uh, refrigerate the olives as well. Otherwise, you're putting a room temperature olive in this lovely icy cold liquid and it'll warm it up a lot quicker. So a larger glass is the trick. Or you can get a nice pick to spear two or three of them. And then they'll kind of go across the width of the glass, if you see what I mean. You know, here in California, Phil, we're having this... COVID-19, where we have to sit outside to have our drinks, to have our cocktails, to have our martinis, to have our beluga vodka martinis. Recently, I was at a restaurant and I ordered a uh, cocktail, a martini, and they brought it to me in a plastic martini glass. Does plastic take away any of the taste that normally that you would get using a chilled glass? Oh. That's that's painful. I mean, I've even seen people serve a glass like that, but they pour a little extra of the martini and they serve it to you in a little carafe in crushed right, ice. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's a, called a, you know, a sidecar. Exactly. I was just going to say that. Of course you know your martinis. <laughs> There's a place here in uh, Toluca Lake, which is probably about five miles away from where we're doing the show. It's called The Smokehouse. And uh, George Clooney, of course, he hangs out there. And his production company, 
is called the Smokehouse. They named it after the uh, the the uh, um, uh, the restaurant. Many famous people, John Wayne, Bob Hope, used to go there all the time. But that's how they do it. They they serve it in a smaller martini glass, and they give you what is a sidecar. But the problem is, I guess, with a sidecar with ice, it's going to dilute it. So maybe I just want it. I just want it in a large five and a half to seven ounce uh, glass myself. What do you think, Phil? I mean, I love that particular kind of service. I'd rather have two small icy martinis than one massive one that warms up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. We're talking to Phil Duff, bartender extraordinaire mixologist. When we first talked to you a couple weeks ago, I asked you if there was a, a difference between a bartender and a mixologist. What do you think? What is the difference? Well, the short answer is that a mixologist is a bartender who's got a press agent. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But the reality is a mixologist is someone who's expert in making cocktails and teasing out the best flavors and working with the best ingredients like beluga vodka. And a mixologist doesn't even have to be a professional bartender. And there's many bartenders I know who are incredible at running the bar, welcoming everybody, but their drinks, frankly, aren't that good. Obviously, the unicorn is a bartender who's also an excellent mixologist, and there's so many great ones in both of our respective cities. Yeah, I think what makes a great bartender is quick, getting it done, and uh, a free one every two or three. <laughs> All right, Phil, we're going to let you go. Get back to what you're doing. Uh, happy Sunday to you. We'll talk to you soon. That's Phil Duff calling in from New York. Get out to your local supermarket. Make your own martini at home for National Martini Day. And, of course, the preference here is Beluka Vodka. It's Peter Dills. It's Go Country. We're here at the Farmer's Market talking to Jim Cascone and his sidekick, John. We want to talk about steaks, meats, and everything that makes us happy in life, Turtle. Yeah. Turtle, yes, sir. martinis, and beef and steak make me happy. I want that right now. That and is... a beautiful sunset. <laughs> and walking on the beach. And I love to travel. Oh, wait a minute. That sounds like a uh, an ad for um, uh, a, a dating site. <laughs> All right, Jim and John. All right, you guys, I guess you're going to share the mic. You're going to have to, you guys are, if you're going to share the mic, you're almost going to have to kiss. All right. Uh, where, how did Huntington Meats get started? When did you guys get started? And where? 1980, 1986, uh, we started here in the farmer's market. Uh, Huntington comes from Huntington Drive in San Marino. Uh, we uh, used to be in the um, Huntington Market, which was on Huntington Drive. And then we also had a store in Malibu. But now we're just at the original farmer's market. Open seven days a week. Well, not just here. You guys are like the the cornerstone of the uh, the farmers market here. It's Peter Dills. It's Go Country One Hundred and Five. We yeah, we are here right here at the Huntington Meats uh, on Third Street in Fairfax at what they have called the farmers market. Um, John is here. John is your sidekick. John is also a butcher, just like you are, Jim. Have you guys noticed a resurgent of butchers? In the last five or six years, it, or is the butcher not as popular as it was maybe 30, 40, 50 years ago? Um, yeah, the butchers are starting to come out of the woodwork now. I think everybody's getting to the crafty art now of, of meat, and you're getting a lot of youngsters that are that are really enthused in the art of cutting meat. You guys remember Sam the Butcher from the Brady Bunch, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
remember him? Alice, was it Alice who was the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, Alice would always go, say, I'm going to go see Sam the Butcher. And then the uh, Robert Reed, the father, would say, well, make sure it's a quarter cut of a pork chop. Right? Remember that. <laughs> What's the difference between a butcher, a butcher shop, let's say, in L.A., or a butcher shop that you would find in the sticks, like in the middle of Utah or the middle of Wyoming? Is there, is it, what, what, is the, what is a California butcher? Well, I think um, looking at us, we, uh, we're real specialty. We carry a lot of different exotic uh, pieces of meat, uh, from game meat to uh, imported Wagyu, where you're not going to get that in most of the, most of the uh, butcher shops that are in, say, Utah, Colorado. You know, you're going to get a game meat out there and maybe just come your average Angus beef out there, I believe. Okay, I, I got to throw you a curveball, and this is something that just popped into my head because I'm not sure. Would, could, could pheasant be game or birds be game, or do, does it have to be something that is on four legs that, that, that to be like an elk or bear would um, be game, but can pheasant be game or a dove yeah, be pheasant, game? Yeah, pheasant, duck, um, it's all a type of game. It's all you know, part of that subject. I kind of pat myself on the back, Turtle. Yesterday, for lunch, I actually barbecued for lunch. How often do you spend a, a, a Friday or Saturday barbecuing for lunch? Not too often. Barbe- it's usually for dinner. But barbecue dinner. and grilling are for dinner. But yesterday I had a pork tenderloin that I got here at the Huntington Meats and Farmer's Market, cooked it for lunch on coals, took about 20, 25 minutes, and I noticed that the pork itself started to sweat. I don't know if that's the right term. Well, it was hot yesterday. It was hot. So, (laughs) So, but then it started dripping. The grease started dripping a little bit. And you know, pork is the, remember, it's the other white meat. And I thought, wow, this thing is dripping. And I took it off, the pl- I put it on the plate, let it sit for about three minutes, and guys, it was perfect. So it, would that be a technique if you're planning on cooking pork or pork chops that once the, the meat starts coming sweating, to? coming to? I don't know. Yeah, we're always, that is even guys out there that you've been barbecuing for 30 or 40 years, we always screw up things from time to time. But is there a telltale method? Telltale method? Yeah, telltale method. To telltale doing it. method to making sure that your your meat is never overdone, because I mean you can always put it back on the grill, but once it's overdone, you know it's kind of difficult. Then yeah, then the, the then, perver- then proverbial late. you're out of business. <laughs> yeah, I like to tell my customers that uh, even with chicken um, and pork, I like to do a nice sear on each side and indirect heat, so we could. Um, so it cooks slower. You get that nice sear on it, so it just captures all the all the moisture in there, and it'll cook slower. And you'll get that. I like to take my chicken off or my pork line at a medium rare and let it just sit you know, four to five minutes and let it finish cooking like that. Yeah, I, I think we all do. I think and that's that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah, you get a better result that way. You know, so I do the same concept as I do in barbecuing beef. As I do for pork and chicken. Hey guys, it's Peter Dills for Go Country 105. Remember, we are here uh, with the, the the guys cooking and, and cutting, and the the sound that you hear is is ambient sound. This is really happening. I've done a few shows before. Remember, what, I was up in Santa Barbara, and I actually did a show from inside the studio, but I had them pipe in 
uh, music like horn blowers and chips and pretended like I was out out in the middle of the ocean. So no, indeed, we're really here uh, doing the show. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, I immediately want to give you guys the trivia question, and then we've got some real hard-hitting questions for John and Jim. It's Peter Dills. We're at Huntington Meats at Farmer's Market. It's Go Country 105. All right, you guys, part three of our show, Go Country 105. It's Peter Dills. We're here here at the Huntington Meats, the Farmer's Market. It's Sunday morning, and it is time for our trivia question. You guys got your trivia hats on? Here we go. This is for a $35 gift card to Urban Plate. You can use it at any of the locations here in Southern California. Our phone number is 626-375-6543. Six seven six seven five seven five. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Six two six seven six five seven five four three. That's what I said. And you can text us as well at six two six seven six five seven five four three. And here's today's trivia question: If you had an alligator pear in your hand right now, okay. If you had an alligator pear in your hand right now, tell me two items that you could make with the alligator pear. Tell me two items you could make with the alligator pear if you had one in your hand right now. Shoes. I was thinking belt buckle. Okay. But this is a food show. I was thinking sausage. Sausage? (laughs) All right. All right. Well, alligator pear. You got alligators here, Jim? We got alligator sausage. Oh, oh my God. There goes one now. (laughs) Are you serious? You probably do. That's cool. All right, you guys. 626-765. 7543. Give us a call or text us right now. If you had an alligator pear in your hand right now, name two dishes that you could make. All right, we're back with Johnny. Do you like Johnny or John? I think it's Johnny, right? Uh, yeah, all my friends call me John. John? All right, then I'll call you uh, Jay. <laughs> no, he's been on K- John. John's been on KTLA, a bunch of different TV um, news stations when the holidays come around and Jim and John are the go-to guys uh, when you're talking about uh, meats, that's for sure. Okay, I want to talk about uh, different cuts of meat. What exactly is a porterhouse? Uh, your porterhouse is uh, two muscles uh, divided by one by a T-bone, which is a filet mignon and a New York strip. So when you cook them, you got taste of both worlds. The difference with the porterhouse leaving that fillet on is uh, that bone changes up that flavor to a fillet. It gives it a lot of succulent flavor to it. Yeah, see, Jim, I've asked Jim that question three, four, or five times. Do you need a bone for the flavor? I say yes. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Okay, we're right here. We're in the market. This is a real butcher shop, guys. I mean, we've got the, the butcher boy. We've got we real got knives. Saw, we got <laughs> saws. We got real knives. Well, there's one question I've got, and I, I can't come up with the answer on my own. But you two guys are the experts. Why is there a why is there rock salt in the refrigerator at the bottom? In, why in all of them? It's a tub. There's like a tub of rock salt in there. With our dry aged beef, we use a uh, salt method that drains the moisture out of the meat. So that's why they call it dry age. But it seems to give. Our flavor of our meat, a lot. It isn't a salty flavor, but it it's a more tasty, juicier, uh, dry aged meat. Okay, so when when you're dry aging beef, obviously you got to get it from a butcher like Huntington Meats. 
what is the what is the evaporation of water? Where does it? How how big does it start? Like, does it start as a pound and end up twelve ounces? Well, I I believe we lose approximately about three pounds, John. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. If you lose, okay, thirty percent, because you just said you lose three pounds, but you didn't say what the block of meat starts out at. Well, they vary, and depending on the steak that you want, from thirteen to fourteen pounds. I mean, we do have larger. Okay. So th- thirty, thirty, about thirty percent. Percent. Yeah, yeah, and I think we all, if we've had a dry aged beef steak at our local favorite restaurant, you know that it's usually the best. Alicia is here. Militia, Alicia, Alicia, <laughs> Alicia is here from the mar- farmers market. Let's get her in here to give a plug for the farmers market. And thanks for coming and joining us here on a Sunday morning, getting up bright and early. Welcome to the show. Come on in, get close because you got to get real close to that microphone. Okay, happy to be here. All right, and you're in charge of the marketing here for the farmers market. Is I, I am indeed. Okay, so, so it's Sunday morning. Okay, we see people coming in. You can hear the sound, the ambient sound of people walking around and all the shops getting open. And let's just go run through it. Um, We're doing the show. We've got our plastic barrier. I I can see walking around that the shops that are opening, the employees have their masks on. Um, But once you're here at the farmer's market, no, let's go outside. Give us a rundown of parking hours, more information, what we could find if you haven't been to the farmer's market in a few years. Sure. Well, um, the farmer's market is, we are 86 years later, still going as strong as ever. Was it a farmer's market? It originally started as farmers driving up uh, in 1934 into a dirt lot, parking their pickup trucks and selling produce directly to the neighbors in uh, the Miracle Mile area of L.A., And the story is that it was such a hit in those early days in the summer of 1934 that it quickly expanded from farmers and, you know, pickup trucks to um, butchers, to bakeries, to, you know, restaurants and a 363-day-a-year establishment. Two two days off. Two days off. Jim and John get two days off during the year. Christmas and Thanksgiving and that's it. No matter what. No. I always wonder... What like this is an open air market? How do you close these places at night when once it's whenever it closes at eight o'clock or ten o'clock? How does do you have to put all the stuff out from the shelves and hide it and lock it up? It seems like a lot of work. <laughs> I'll let Jim answer. Okay. That one. <laughs> all right. Well, well, let's just finish off with you for, yeah, okay. for more information. How can we? Sure. Well, so you asked about the market right now. You know, we have been open throughout the pandemic. I mean, our grocers have been outstanding, Jim and John and his crew and all of our others, uh, produce merchants, bakeries, gourmet markets, etc. Um, and our restaurants are open. Basically, everybody is open just as they always have been. And the wonderful thing about the market is that we're all fresco. So you can come. We have taken out, you know, many tables and chairs, but we still have tables and chairs where you can dine. So it's socially distanced, but really it feels normal. It feels like the farmer's market at 3rd and Fairfax that everybody has come to know and love. Um, All the details are on our website, farmersmarketla.com. 
including hours. Right now we're open 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., but I can tell you we have a lot of merchants like Huntington Meats who open much earlier, and we have merchants, restaurants who stay open much later. Well, so the best thing to do is to call individual businesses to find out their hours. Excellent point. When this whole thing gets over, we got to start with those country Saturday nights again. That's right. We miss, we miss our special events. Those are on hold, but pretty much everything else, you still come, you enjoy the market, you get your groceries, you grab a great meal, you get some shopping done, and uh, you feel pretty good about it. And you're supporting our local businesses and, and our family-owned businesses, which is so critical right now. Excellent. Thanks for stopping by. You're welcome. Stop on by the farmer's market. And uh, invi- you know we're inviting you to absolutely check out Huntington Meats here. That's where we're at. But the other, the other places are open as well. If you want toffee, if you want a, a date shake, candy, chicken. Jim has a, a chicken poultry place here as well. That's right. Anything that you could probably think of. Even this thing, this new drink, it's called coffee. I love coffee. <laughs> they even have a coffee place. Here. I might hit that up. Can right you after. believe that? I can. They should. <laughs> we, we really are a one-stop shop, and and you know we're grateful for that. So. That's Farmers Market. Thank you for stopping by. And thank you for having me. All right. I'll let you guys get back to talking meat. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're talking meat. We're talking to Jim. We're talking to John. But before we go to break, I do want to give out the phone number again: six two six seven six five seven five. Four three. My website is diningwithdills.com. Did you check out my website? I got all those little changes on there that you asked for. I, I did. I did. And I'm very happy for that. So it's a one-stop shop there as well. You can uh, click there to uh, go straight to uh, your YouTube. YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, Instagram. and see all that you can see. It. On the Instagram, it has an automatic feed onto my website where you can see what I've been dining on and drinking on in the past few days. And not only that, but if you ever want to watch us live, you can also go and click on your personal Facebook. Not my personal Facebook, uh, Peter's personal Facebook, so you can actually become a personal friend of his uh, right there on Facebook. All right, before we go to break, i got to celebrate with you guys. Today is National Chocolate Milk Mm. Day. Chocolate milk is sweetened, usually cold, cocoa-flavored milk drink. It is created when chocolate syrup is mixed with milk from cows. Get this. You can mix it with goat milk, oh, soy soy milk or rice milk, etc. It still will be chocolate milk. What about uh, rice krispies? Uh, chocolate rice krispies. <laughs> That's Cho- my favorite. <laughs> chocolate milk should be refrigerated just like plain milk. A, s- a suspension is required to blend the two flavors, milk and chocolate. Hence the name, the mixed drink. That's chocolate milk. Mm. So National Chocolate Milk do you, Day. Do you think Beluga vodka would go good in that? It uh, depends what kind of person you are. Okay. It's, it's almost like a white Russian, but just a, it's a chocolate Russian. All right. When we you come know. back from the break, I've got to go through li- I got to go through the list quickly of restaurants that have closed because I promised I would do that. And, of course, we have our segment, Believe It or Not. you still got some time if you, if you want to get to those gonna closures right now. And we're going to finish up with John okay. and Jim here at the Huntington Meats. We talked about a porterhouse. This was one of our trivia questions. Why is the New York steak called a New York steak, John? Um, you got me on that one. I was just reading about it. Because uh, it's from New York? Well, <laughs> but yeah, but goes farther than that. The yeah. shape of the steak actually reminds some people of Long Island. Yeah, that, that's, yeah that's... No, it the, is the reason. What do you mean, could be? Could be, I don't know. Well, you think I just come... I was, the story I was reading was... Um, the story I was reading was um, that that was a cut 
that they were using every day in most of the restaurants in New York. And that was one of the reasons why it was called a New York. Yeah, I heard that too, but I like my answer a whole <laughs> oh, lot yeah, better. These are the pros, you. man. Oh, yeah, These are the pros. Okay. Here's one for you, Peter. All right. I'm ready. Mr. Kansas City steak. Because uh, it's a coulette. There's only two of them per uh, cow. Co- co- yeah? Am I right? Well, a Kansas City steak is a. Uh, the well, same as a baseball steak, I believe. Well, no? What, what, it, what we call a Kansas City steak, it was a bone in New York. Okay. So instead of well, instead of having that filet on the other side like a porterhouse, uh-huh. you have the filet gone and it's chimed down. So all you have is a bone that, that just kind of shells that New York steak. Uh, so much to learn. You know, if you guys want, you guys can actually come by Huntington Meats. It's super cool. And, and just shoot the day on with Jim and John and talk about steaks and what you learned. And But ask for John and or ask for Jim. Not Nothing against anybody else, but these guys, they really know their steaks. Or Alicia. Or Alicia. Uh, Alicia, yeah. Alicia. She's got her new... No, she's with Farmer's Market. Is she? Yeah. Okay. She doesn't work here at the, the Meats. Okay. Well, who do we give the uh, Go Country stuff to? That was... Um, Right, Catalina. Catalina. C- Catalina. She's a Catalina with the yeah. Italian name. She's she like, you're going to take her to me, Piaggi. <laughs> I will. She's a Go Country fan, so yeah. you can stop on by and she doesn't like a, She doesn't like a me Piaggi. She loves a me Piaggi. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, uh, seriously, before we go to break, oh, uh, you know, support your local businesses, but support our sponsors, Tattinger Champagne, Anchor Steam Beer, Sapporo Beer. And if you so inclined and you want to get more customers to your restaurant or your business, Get a hold of us through our website, DiningWithDills.com. I'll cut you a super, I'll cut you, get it? We're at a beef place, a meat place. <laughs> What's the difference between meat and beef, John? I mean, I get, it could be, could we call it Huntington Beef? <laughs> I mean, you know? Um, well, meat's, uh, I know meat could like handle chicken, it would incorporate it covers, chicken it covers and, all. and everything like that. It covers all. But before we go to break, you do have a chicken place here too. Yes, we do. When, what's that called? That's called Farmer's Market Poultry. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm committed to have um, antibiotic-free poultry. Um, it's a goal of John and mine. And uh, if you're looking for the best-tasting chickens and L.A., I'm going to tell you, come to Farmer's Market Poultry. Uh, we carry Jadori Chicken, Spring Valley, Spring Valley Mountain. Um, come where, and see us. Where is Spring Valley? Pardon me? Where is Spring Valley? Spring Valley, it's not a California chicken. Do, do they get tired flying over here? Yeah. Well, our ducks, we fly in every day from Connecticut. So. All right. They get, they get tired. All right, you guys. Thanks for a lot. Thanks for uh, hosting us this morning. Don't touch that dial. Uh, I, I promised that I had a list of L.A. restaurant closings, plus we're going to go to Turtle's favorite segment. It is Believe It or Not. It's Peter Dills. It's Go Country 105. All right, everybody, it's Peter Dills, and it's Go Country 105. We're getting up towards the 9 o'clock hour, and guess what happens at 9 o'clock, Turtle? Um, uh, America's favorite country music gets Mike, played. By Mike Johnson, America's favorite country music, and this portion of our show is brought to you by Steve Barnes Bulldog Inspection. If you're planning on buying real estate, house, apartment, a shopping center, a strip center, commercial office, buildings, you got to get it inspected first. You have to call 626-486-7688. 
All reports are easy to read and emailed to you within 24 hours of inspections. Hey, let's give it a shout out to Blair Salisbury at the El Cholo Cafe oh, in yeah. Pasadena. I'm going to give him a bell. Give him a bell? All right. He gets a bell. He is working on getting George Strait for our show one of these days. One of these <laughs> days we'll have George Strait. But That'd we're be always, cool. You know, last week we had Honey County. Are you ready for a believe it or not? No, it's not. We had, seriously, we had three or four or maybe even five people contact me during the week and said that they want to bring their guitar and sit in with us on one of these shows. As long as they bring in their own engineer, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I know. It's a lot of... This is a lot of work. This is not just like some kind of... Comp- anyway. All right, everybody. I promised that I would do a list of restaurant closures. I'd rather do a list of restaurant openings. But here we go. Recent uh, closures. Um, that can't be overstated enough. It's been incredibly challenging for restaurants. Not only the owners, employees, many favorite restaurants that I have frequented over the years have closed their doors. Here's a quick rundown in Arcadia. 101 Noodle Express, Din Tai Fung. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with that soup one. Soup Plantation. I know Soup Plantation. A lot of those have been closing. Arts In the Arts District, Bon Temps, Beverly Grove. That sounds like we're near here. Uh, Mixtape, Bebo Orgo Sum, 189. Uh, Beverly Center, Ruth Chris Steakhouse closed. What? What? That, 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 that's a believe it or not, for sure. Villa Blanca, the Bazaar in Burbank, Maury's Delicatessen, Simsies, downtown Chinatown, Plumtree Inn. If you guys don't know Plumtree Inn, the original partner of Plumtree Inn was Andrew Churn from Panda Inn. So he was an original investor of Plumtree Inn. Yeah. Jim, did you want to chime in and say something? Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Culver City, the, the Wallace, downtown L.A., uh, Bad Sun Tacos, Broken Spanish, Kismet Falafi, Patina. Ooh, I'm not familiar with Patina. That's a big name. Yeah. Jacom Slocum. I think he's the was the chef. Uh, in Glendale, Granville Cafe, still open in Pasadena. In Highland Park, Monte 53, um, the Auburn, the Picky, uh, Koreatown, Dong Long Yang, Long Won. Yeah. Boy, I butchered those names. Doesn't matter. They're closed. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. We're at a, we're at a meat shop in Long Beach, the Federal Bar. They're still oh, the Federal Bar. They're closing? They're closed. There's oh, still man. one in North Hollywood. Okay. That's one that I was going to. The Long Beach Cafe, Thai Gourmet, Farfalla in Los Feliz. I love their gnocchi, their gnocchi there on Melrose. This is surprising. Uh, Mid Wilshire, 6th and La Brea, Little Bar, North Hollywood. Little Bar. Oh, I used to go there, too. 4 and 20 Village, The Palms. Uh, Kogi Takiria uh, in Pasadena, my hometown, Dupars, Lincoln. And then finally, uh, the in Santa Monica, Pacific Dining Car. Really? Pacific oh, Dining right. Car, home of a $90 steak. You think this steak's banned? I, I never got that place. Never speak ill of the dead, but Pacific Dining Car was to me like $39 for a hamburger. That was weird. You know, what, you know what's happening to them, though? They're turning into a dot-com and they're trying to just become a, um, like kind of like a a la carte. They'll ship you steaks uh, to you. And so Jim will do that, though, right? And you could probably we find a better We do that steak. already with yeah. uh, our service is called Marcotta. 
Just go on our website and link in, and you'll have our whole store, and we'll deliver to you. I, I would much rather prefer that because when you come here and you see these steaks, you see the quality, and you just want to just dive in and get, like, three of them. we got to give a plug out to one of our other sponsors. I mentioned Coalinga uh, Harris Ranch in Fresno County, but I've been told it's on the fringe of Fresno County. I guess my geography isn't that great. Which one of these steaks here is from Harris Ranch? The ribeyes, all of them. Oh, so if you're looking for quality. everything in our dry age cases, prime, uh, or from our ribeyes or tomahawks. So it's from Harris Ranch. The guy that owns Harris Ranch, there is a Harris. He's really into horse racing. By the way, um, uh, this Friday, Santa Anita is reopening. No way. Unfortunately, you can't go, but you can go to expressbet.com to bet the horses if you're so inclined. But the owner, is his name is Harris. He owns Harris Farms, and he has a whole bunch of thoroughbreds that run at different racetracks. And he has one called Koalinga Road. And it actually won the first time out. All right. Maybe we can uh, broadcast from there. Would you Would yeah. you drive in the same car with me all the way up to Coalinga? No. I'm t- talking about a Santa Anita. Oh. <laughs> in the parking lot? Just do a barbecue? Yeah. That'd be cool. Can we bring Jim and John? Please. I would tell them, do our I meet. think John Harris stables something. John Harris. Yeah. That's he it. stables about 600 horses. Not all of them are his, but uh, they accommodate that and their breeding. And it's pretty amazing. Totally amazing. The guy has just so many, what do they call it, irons in the fire. All right. So now, guys, you've already subscribed to my YouTube channel. It is now time for what we call the fourth segment of the show. And it is now time for Believe It or Not. Play along with me. Guess I'm two for two. I've gotten the last two weeks correct. Jim, can you hear it okay? Yeah. You can play along with me, too. Okay. Now, now, Jim, do you listen to the show? So of course. Listen. Okay, so you know one... Especially when I'm on. <laughs> so you know uh, all of these are believable except for one, and you have to tell us which one you don't. But we're going to wait till the end, so you have to okay. listen to all of them. Okay? All right, here we go. We already did the sound effect for Believe It or Not. The people who own the house on the show Breaking Bad was filmed in and had to be put... They had to put up a six-foot wrought iron fence to stop people from constantly throwing pizzas over the garage roof. Did, do you, did, did you watch uh, Breaking Bad? No. No? But I guess it has something to do with pizzas being thrown <laughs> over the garage roof. I get that. Okay. okay, here's the next one. Believe it or not, Perina, who is the biggest manufacturer of pet food, is experimenting with food for people that cleans your teeth while you eat. Dude, the dogs get to eat food. And get their teeth clean. That's something I've always wanted. And I, I would I would probably look into that. All right. Here's the next one. Believe it or not, there are secret poems written on sidewalks in Boston that can only be seen when it rains or when liquid is poured on the lettering. Like liquid, like their beers and <laughs> those writers, those guys. Invisible ink. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, the first public call made on an iPhone was from Steve Jobs. He called a local Starbucks and ordered 4,000 lattes and then just said, just kidding, and hung up. (laughs) Do we have one more? That was it. That was it. it. Okay, Jim Cascone, what do you think was the fake one out of this whole thing, listening to Go Country 105? Uh, Pizzas over the garage roof. I believe that one. Perina is experimenting with food. I believe that. The sidewalk thing, it's so dumb, and why would you write that? Because that's just, you turtle your mind if you came up with that. (laughs) 
I'm going to say they're poems. They're poems. <laughs> I'm going to say the one. Okay, I'm going to say the iPhone because I say that he started Apple iPhones. No, he didn't. That doesn't Steve make sense. Jobs. I, I mean, he could afford four thousand lattes. No, but I'm, I was thinking that maybe that the uh, Starbucks wasn't even around before the iPhone. But I think Starbucks started before the iPhone. Yeah. So I'm going to go to the Purina, the biggest maker in pet food, is experimenting with food for people that cleans your teeth while you eat. Okay, let's get our drum roll ready, and I'll tell you. Peter. You are correct. Three for three. Oh, man. Whoa. Three weeks in a row. <laughs> but isn't that a great idea? Like, yeah. dogs can eat food and clean their teeth. Why can't we? I don't know. <laughs> that, for me, I'm like, that's that's killing two birds with one stone. I hate going at night and having to, like, pick my teeth and clean. So them you're, and you're like some gravel. You're just thinking, <laughs> like, instead of gum, we usually, you know, if you're out drinking, you want to get a piece of gum. Or if you're getting ready to go out on a date, you want a piece of gum. But Turtle, you're thinking of inventing a food, a packaged food, where um, it cleans your teeth yeah. while you're eating Yes. It. This is where my mind goes. You know what those are called? Brilliant ideas. No, they're called rocks. <laughs> Boo. Oh. Well, I'm three for three. Okay. All right. If you've missed any portion of the show, I'm happy to say that our good friend Terry has updated, Terry Dine has updated, Terry Henry has updated the website. Check it out. It looks great. It's DiningWithDills.com. DiningWithDills.com. We have our new YouTube channel. Of course we do. And all you have to do is go on YouTube, search user.peterdills. No complications like that. Did I miss anything? Oh, well, wait a minute. I did miss something. You're, Hold you're, on. We, we missed the, uh, the the popping of the cork. We, we never got to pop uh, champagne uh, earlier today. Okay. So No, we missed one. Guinea pigs are the only rod- rodents that sneeze. Oh. <laughs> well, because if you have hay that's fever, right. I just thought, no, that's okay. <laughs> uh, leave us a voicema- voicemail at 626-765-7543. Remember to support your local businesses. And your local butcher. And your local butcher. I know one. His name is Jim Cascone at Huntington Meats, and he will deliver. He'll deliver. If it's a big enough order, he'll drive out to Pasadena or Silmar. Anything could be a big order. Look at how big these slabs are, man. Man. you, you got to go on the our Facebook page and Yelp and all that stuff just to admire the, the meats. I kiddingly said, and I'm going to get in trouble for this. I kiddingly said, if you were a vegetarian before this show, at the end of the show... Uh, you, you're out of you're luck. You're going to convert. You're going to convert. <laughs> All right. I'll get I wa- you if you're a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks to everybody who helped put together this show. Rebecca, Natalie, Turtle, Jim Cascone, all you guys for listening. And now it is time for, for, your- m- for my food for thought. What lies behind you and what lies in front of you pales into comparison what lies inside of you. Well, that's going to wrap up today's show. It's Sunday morning. Be good to your friends. Stay tuned. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, I'll see you at the official Peter Dills Dining Table. Dining with Dills. You're dining with Dills. Dining with Dills. You're going to get your delicious fill. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> oh.